Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? It's Coltrane, Roberto Flack, live from the 305 and the 215, Carter Girl Boxing Radio, as we do every Monday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. Summertime is almost over. I can't believe it. Um, we got a hot fall approaching us, um, somewhat of a hot fall, you know, but we got we still got uh, one big fight left before we get into the fall. But we had a big announcement that took place over the uh, the last week that just took place. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, we already know about Birdo and uh, Mayweather. I haven't had a chance to get my two thoughts on that. We'll ch- ch- climb into that a little <laughs> bit. Um, we had a we had a we had a big movie that came out this weekend. Um, straight out of Compton. If you haven't seen it, please do. And uh, my man Roberto, have you, have you had a chance to check it out yet, my dude? I have not. Uh, I mean, I am guilty of not seeing it yet. I'm actually going to be. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, that's kind of one of those joints where I'm going to have to right. like, venture out on my own. Right, right. I got that. you. I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to do it sometime this week, but uh, you know, because wifey. Right, you know, right, right. WA, but you know, not like us. You know, as far as the, the connoisseurs of the of the of the classics. Yeah, you know what's funny that you said that it's been a trend. You know, as you know, I went out with the Garza Girl Boxing family. We went and saw it on Friday night, and that was kind of the thinking behind it. Before the movie came out, we was like, uh, this isn't really like date night material. Uh, you know, because this is. It's, NWA was a it was a true uh, guys guy type of group, you know. Growing up, you know, um, you know, I'm not saying that women didn't like them, but mostly, you know, young men gravitated to that group, you know. So this movie, this story, um, it hits home with a lot of us, and you know, uh, with, uh, with some of the women out there, they're they'll they'll probably like it from the entertainment aspect of it, just because it's just it's a well done movie. But it's like a lot of the stuff, again, it resonates with us because we remember these moments. You know, we live through these moments. You know, like I was talking to my, my, my pop. I was like, you know, it's one thing seeing a movie about Ray Charles or James Brown, which are well done. But it's it's something different when you see something that you were a part of. You know what I mean? Like you remember when you first, ho- first heard X, Y, and Z. You remember when Cube brought out no Vaseline and dissed the group. You know, those moments, they just they just struck a nerve, man. That's why I was hoping that you saw the movie because I wanted to talk about it with you tonight. <laughs> that was one of my talking points. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll save it for next week because, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to ruin some things for you, so I want to make sure you get a chance to see it. But it's definitely something we got to dive into. Um, you know, as I asked you earlier offline, you know where did you where do you rank Cube all time? Be and the reason why I brought it up because 
think Cube was one of these kind of guys that we kind of forget about when we talk about MCs. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I mean? He kind of get, you know, because he, you know, he made some questionable songs later in his latter part of his career. But the first, the early part, you know, what he did with NWA, you know, writing those songs, and then you know, from America's Most Death 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 Certificate and Kill at Will, I thought was three masterpieces. You know, um. Three really well, good you know, you, Well, you were talking about them today, man. It made me think of a record that uh, we don't talk about a lot of other, like, uh, just people at hip-hop, when we talk about Ice Cube, is the Wicked record, man. Right. Like, right. Yo, yo, I, yo, I I played that Friday night, you know, during my set. And, yo, my man, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you know, um, who could, you remember Kajana Carter, former Heisman? I do. A former, yeah. He went to Penn State. I, he was a Penn Stater. Right. Well, he's my man. I mean, he lives down here. Oh, really? So I see him, oh, okay. I see him cool. every single Friday. And when I tell you... Is he down there? Is he, he down there? Huge, he is a huge hip-hop head. And when I tell you oh, hip-hop... Oh, that's what's up, man. I'm I never knew that. He, he comes up asking, yo, play that group home, Superstar. And he goes, just goes crazy. But, but it was like, yo, think about when he was out. You know, during the right. 90s, whenever you know, That's true. So we it, talked about that, the apex. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, you that's know. cute, man. It was like, I, I played that record and I'm listening to it. And I, it, it was crazy because Cube, the thing about him, man, like the West Coast had, I mean, you had like Oakland had a sound and right, LA right. had a sound, right? Mm-hmm. But Cube started to make like, like nobody in that realm made a record like Wicked. It was just high right, energy. Right. Like, it, it was crazy, man. And it was like playing that record again. I, it brought me back to like, wow, man, Cube used to go in. No, you know, and, and, we, and we don't we're, talk about him a lot. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. Up these man, that's tough for me to mention. And like, all right, what do we play for? It's that like, right. just, just like the top 25 boxers of all time, man. We could yeah. have like three shows about that. You no, know, that's what I mean. And, and it's the same thing with the hip-hop list. You know, I mean, we, we know who the obvious ones are, you know, but... Cube, when when we bring these lists up, sometimes he gets forgotten about, and it's like he, he had these classic songs and these classic albums, man. I was listening to Death Certificate like all week, and I'm like, this is a really, and we already know about America's Most, but I'm like, this, yeah. this is a really well done album. Like, you know, the, you know, we talk about, you know, you anybody that that does any type of production knows you know albums all about the proper arrangement and the the, right, the right. arrangements on that album was just insane and his storytelling ability you know was just like off the charts I mean, know, it was so, a good day um, man i mean like it was, it right was like, i mean just <laughs> exactly just crazy, you know man. his storytelling ability was like funny and, you know when, when we talk about mcs and you know we was talking about this uh on friday night um, heading to the movies. When you talk about MC, you gotta you gotta look at it all. Like there's some slick lyricists out there, but just because you're a good lyricist, don't mean you can make a good record or a good album. You know, and being MC is 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 a little bit more just about than than just punchlines and and deep lyrics. Right. You know, you gotta be able to carry a song and carry an album as well. I believe you know to be put in that upper echelon group. You know. Also, but, too, shout to Google, rest in peace. But he mentioned, I remember he said this as well, man. He goes, the voice is just as important, man. And if you think of some of the illest lyricists of all time, or just MCs in general, artists, like, the voice is also, it's such a carrier. Like, 
uh, like non to me. I mean, we like the same text. We were, we were going back and forth. Like, I mean, like Nas is another guy too. Where you know, some would argue that compared to to Jay, people would put Nas over Jay as far as a lyricist. But then when you start really digging deep into overall mainstream appeal, making like crossover records, I mean, that's where Jay will maybe fall into more than not. But then, like, when you, when you pair them together, it, then it's like, okay, well, how do, you, how do you rate them, you know, versus each other as far as, like, their overall body of work? And it's like, it's so subjective, though, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, it, it, it's what makes hip-hop, like, so great. Even, like, beyond other genres, man, because, like, even the other genres, maybe with rock music, too, but with hip-hop, it's like, even the fans have this, you know, I mean, we could have, like, our debates about, like, who the illest top five is and, and have right. debates of who shouldn't be in a top five. And, right, right, and, right. And, you right, know, I mean, right. that's kind of, like, the fun part of – I, I want to say at least our era, because at least with this era, to me it's kind of tough because yeah. the, 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 the parameter of, like, what is supposed to be and, and, or at least the standard, to me, has already been set years ago. I think, if anything, the production has gotten bigger, but when you talk about artists that are, like, bending boundaries as far as standing out years from now, man, it's, like, very, 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 very few, man, very few. And that's why I'm, I'm advising everybody out there that's listening that uh, haven't had a chance to see you lose. Maybe if you didn't grow up in an era and, um, you know, uh, you only know of Dre for making beat headphones. And I, it was funny, Ice Cube said <laughs> it's funny. Easy said, to say that, yeah. yeah. You know, Ice Cube said that he meet kids that don't know that he ever rapped. They just think he's an actor. I know. <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> training day. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Training like they, headphones. Yeah, that's crazy. They, they, they don't even know that he's a rapper, you know. So <laughs> I think that it, it, it's a tutorial on – that these guys, you know, uh, you know, they took a few stances, uh, they took some risks, uh, you know, they were like the origin of reality rap, as they like to call it, you know, yeah. just talking about everyday reality. I mean, they were pioneers, man. And before, you know, you had all these 50 million different record labels, these guys, you know, started taking outside the box, starting their own record labels. I mean, they started so many trends that's out now that came from them, you know, so, right, right. I, now, I, I really, I was, no, go ahead. Go well, ahead. what you would say? No, no, that was it. You know, I just, just, people just need to see the movie. Yeah, man. I, I'm dying to see it, man. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm hearing talks of like Oscars. Yeah, that no, I mean, yo, seriously, like the kids that play Dr. Dre fun. and Easy, they will both yeah. of those guys, even a guy that play, uh, played uh jerry heller he uh, paul Giamatti. he could be up for there's so many different people that could be up for uh yeah, for oscar in this movie i mean they this so. movie it looked like it wasn't it's not like uh because they were making the comparisons to like the biggie movie and things of you know like, no, well, it's no. like was, the yeah, was so bad is, yeah i mean what they're saying is like this is like filmed and, and made in a way where it, it really transcends just the hip-hop community like this is something right, that like right. somebody who's an avid film lover will and 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 you know i was I don't like to read a lot of reviews. Like, I'll read a couple that, like, I'll trust that and I'm like, all right, well, you know, these do, these people are really on point. But the two that I read were, like, identical in a way where, you know, when they were talking about Oscar-worthy performances and things like that, man. So it's, I think, yeah. 
for hip hop, it's great, you know. And you know, I'm hearing that they're talking about. I mean, I don't know if this is just a rumor floating around, but like they're saying that they're trying to do the the a Def Jam movie, or that they've been approached. That would be dope. That. I think it's, I do think that this is going to start a trend. But people don't remember. Yeah, it took yeah, ten right. years for this. I was seeing. I was watching Ice Cube on first take on Friday. It took ten years for this movie to get made. That's how. That's how much thought. Well, you could tell, like, this movie, it was a lot of work that went into This wasn't nothing they just threw together in, like, two years. Like, hey, let's make a, a biopic, you know, and just throw it together. This movie took some right, time. Right, right. And then, like you said, um, I saw that earlier about the Oscar buzz. Just the fact that you're being affiliated with Oscar buzz is, is, is dope. And so the movie makes right, $60 man. million. Dollars. That's, like, on par, like, almost to, like, an action movie. You know, like, a movie they that's not nothing's they being they blown up. Open. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like opening, that's pretty. That's pretty good. The biggest opening in August for R-rated movie, like ever. They said. Wow, that goes to show you that you know just how big, and they they talk they touch like when I was at the movie, I saw all different type of uh, ethnic groups there. Like that's the dope thing about them is that they hit a lot of different diverse groups. So. You know they they were they were like you know bigger than life you know as they say you know so they was like rock stars so it, it was good to see that but um moving on to the sweet science <laughs> we had some fights it was funny the night of the um the the night we went to see straight out of Compton was the night we uh was the same night as the Steve fight and uh, Tarver fight right. but um we had a a really good undercard on that fight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marco. Yeah, did you get a chance to uh, see that? Yeah, well, I caught it. I caught it after. I mean, I caught the fight after, but all I kept hearing, like, was, was I mean, I knew the results, but everybody kept telling me, like, you got to see the undercard. You got to see the undercard. Right, right. That was that's, that's the, the fight I show. saw first, you know? and I was like, you know, uh, I mean, it, it was it was uh, Christoph uh, Glowacki. Yep, yep, Mark, yep. Marco Hunt, Hutt, the, the former kickboxer. And, yeah, man, yeah. And it was like, I mean, yo, man, you talk about potential. I mean, I think right now some a lot of people would consider Mat- uh, Matisse and Provotnik as fight of the year, but, I mean, you got to put this as a candidate. Yeah. Right? And, and, and considering what happened to right to uh, Glowacki in the six Well, last six year. Because he, he, was, he was hurt bad. He was, he was hurt bad. bad. Almost stopped. Yeah. Almost stopped. Yeah. It looked like he wasn't going to get up when he got dropped. Yeah, yeah, I, that's what I saw, and and I was like, wow, man, you know that that, that you know that, that that was that was a nice shot, and then immediately after that, man, yeah, I think to me that <laughs> shook Marco Hunt a bit, man. I mean, I, right, I mean, you it know, is. he couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know, when you talk about, uh, and we've seen this in a lot of fights, man, um, where you know either. It's one or two scenarios. I think this is the second scenario. But, you know, another situation is, like, when you're throwing the kitchen sink at a fighter and he just keeps coming, and it's, like, it's discouraging to a fighter. And I think in this case, it kind of played in that role where I think Marco Hunt up to that point was throwing the, 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 the hardest shots he could. And, he, mind you, fine, he, he gets dropped. But him getting back up and then just coming back the way he did, it's like, what else can I do to this guy? And then, and then it was, and, and, and even at a point, it looked like he was going to walk away with the fight. And then, and that's, again, man, this is why this, this is the greatest sport in the world, man, because at any moment, 
the fight can change, and we got a result like this. So it, it was right, right. crazy, crazy fight, man. Crazy fight. Wow, yeah. What I liked about it, um, it goes to show you, um, the old cliche is all about getting – it's not about getting knocked down. It's, it's not about the knockdown. It's about getting up from the knockdown. And, right. you know, uh, corny as that cliche is, I mean, it, it re- that really what it was, you know. And like you said, yeah. it's amazing how a guy can literally be out on his feet, get up, and then change the dynamics of the fight. I mean, he got caught mm-hmm. with a looping left hand, goes down, I mean, like a bad fall. You know, this yeah. wasn't like some, some flash knockdown. It was a bad knockdown. I mean, he was pretty much out. He gets up and just go to town on Marco Huck. It was like a and, storm. And, and the running. shot out, yeah. And the shot after that, that he, I think he even with another left that got him against the ropes, and that was just right. it, man. Right, 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 right. So, but entertaining you know, fight though, man. I mean, I think very I mean, entertaining. Would you put it? Would you put it as one of the top fights? So far, as far as the PBC is concerned, I, 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 I got, oh yeah, no doubt. As far as PBC, I was gonna say like Friday. I gotta, I gotta re, you know, go through the fights, replay the fights in my head. But as far as the PBC goes, I can't think of a better fight that played out right here. I, I, right. As far as just, just the back and forth, you know, because I mean, Marco Hunt was expected to win this fight, you know, because I don't know if people were hearing about this, but they were saying that there was a. a, a a potential of Roy Jones and Marco Hunt fighting, like for real. And right. you know, Roy Jones fought this weekend. For those of you who don't know, you know, you can YouTube it. <laughs> right, right, um, right, right. Um, but again, man, like it's. It, I mean, I, I like I went through some of these fights, and I think there were some entertaining fights per se. But I mean, when you talk about action, you talk about like drama and, and the outcome of the fight. I, I mean, I would almost maybe put this on top because. And and it's fights like this, man, where where it, you know it's they're not fights that you expect to be the, the show stealer, and it was for sure. I mean, considering it's right. the, the main event, um, I, I think definitely this was this was the the show stealer stealer of the night. Right, right. No, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, you know, um, the main event obviously uh, that took place, Antonio Tarver and Steve Cunningham. Um, I'll I'll let you get into what you thought. What your thoughts on the uh, fight uh, with Tony? <sighs> I mean, right. I mean, for those who you know obviously didn't watch the fight or you know haven't seen it, you know obviously the. I, I, we talked about this. Uh, there was, <laughs> it was it was a lot of us were kind of undecided as far as what we thought would happen in this fight for different reasons on both ends and. You know, I think the fight almost played out kind of like how I thought it would, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, the, you know, it ended up being a split draw. I kind of, I, I maybe lean towards Cunningham a bit, but right. it's, it's tough for me to just say, to argue the draw, if, if, if at that, because of the fact that, both of these guys, to me, just didn't – there wasn't one of them that, that was really trying to push the fight, at, at least in my opinion. And I, I think it was right. just somewhat of a back-and-forth type of affair where not a lot was happening. And, and in, those fights are tough to judge, I mean, in general, man, because it, it's like who do you give a round to for somebody who may be throwing shots and not really landing much and another guy who's not throwing much and he's not landing either. You know, It was a tough watch, man, but – Right, right. I don't. Right. I, I really don't know where either. Where both. Where either. You know, either of them go, man. You know, it's. 
it, it's a tough predicament for both. You know, I don't think Carter should be fighting any top-level heavyweight. And I, I don't think yeah. we're cutting him either, man. As far as when you start talking about, like, top five guys, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of in a boat with you. Um, I, I think that uh, there was a fight where I thought Steve edged it out just a little bit, you know. Um, both guys probably could have stepped on the gas a little bit more to, to grab it, you know, just to make it not a – to make it a little bit more decisive. Right. But the problem is when you had these kind of fights where what we both just – what we both just agreed upon is, you know, nobody really decisively put their foot on the gas to kind of cruise along, then a lot of times they're going to give these fights judges. I mean, a uh, draw. The judges are going to give these fights uh, a draw scorecard. And I think that's kind of what took place on Saturday. So, yeah. I mean, Friday. So I think uh, it's a shame because I, I think Steve was supposed to get a shot at Wilder had he, he won decisively. Yeah. So I don't know what happens now. And Like, you know, um, Definitely, they're not going to fight again. <laughs> this is not like a immediate rematch type of thing that people would demand to see. So, you know, I don't know, you know, what's going to play out from here. You know, uh, for Steve Tarver, uh, he may get the shot. Right, exactly. That's that's a disgrace. You know, he may end up maybe getting a shot at Wilder only because he's a bigger name than Steve. You know, he wants. And I know they're just trying to keep Wilder busy and have him beat some names just to pad the stats a little bit. So I won't be shocked that that may happen one day, but I don't, I don't, I don't know when, you know. But mm-hmm. I know they're just looking to pad his stats before they move on to Klitschko. You know, well, they're just kind of just getting Wilder ready. Protecting. Right, right. Which is so we'll see how they, you know, yeah. We'll see how that go, but um. We had some big news that took place last week. Oh. Now, most for the most part, it was you know it was pretty obvious that these we knew were fight. <laughs> but you know we've seen things in the past that things go wrong in the twenty third hour. So we were all holding our breaths, um, literally and figuratively, that this fight would get signed, sealed, and delivered, and it did. And that's Miguel Angel Cotto versus uh, Saul Canalo Alvarez. And that fight is going to take, what is it, November 21st? November 21st. November 21st. And it's in Vegas, right? Mandalay? Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. Which is, I think, the first time in a really long time. That right. Well, there, other than Bob Abram hanging out there for uh, Pacquiao. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I, Vegas, you know, yeah. I, 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 did, I did, you know, I did a video talking about, you know, the announcement of, of the fight, and I, I made mention of that where I was like, you know, <laughs> the Mandalay Bay has been making, you know, a, 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 you know, kind of word as a recent from Bob Harum, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, bigging up the hospitality and <laughs> and it's a nice hotel and everything during the whole point of the fight, me with a Pacquiao being at the MGM Granite, but he's like, but it's over at the MGM. <laughs> Bob, being, Bob being Bob. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but, uh, I mean, as far as far as the fight, yeah, man. I mean, look, man. I think for a lot of us, we knew the fight was going to happen uh, eventually. You know, and, and they just and I think we talked about this in the beginning of the year. Was if Mayweather, if there was any shade of Mayweather-Pacquiao happening, this fight would have to be put on hold. And I think it was the right. smart thing to do. 
on who, who's ever end. I mean, again, we, all, we, we hear things in the media, but a lot of it is either half-truths and half-lies or what have you. But I think in general, both of these guys wanted to fight. I just think it, they needed a time frame where it, it, it stood alone, where they didn't have to compete with Mayweather-Pacquiao, which ended up becoming like a huge, you know, uh, financial success for, for both guys. But, uh, I, you know, I think one of the other things that happened, though, during this time, and we obviously see now who uh, Miguel Cotto is with, is, you know, there was an obvious rift with uh, Cotto and Top Rank. That's what, you know, their relationship, right. you know, fell through. And now he, he signed a, a very lucrative deal with Rock Nation, which I think the interesting thing about now what we're hearing about the fight, you know, now that, you know, we, it, it's finalized and, you know, they're going to start the press tours, you know, pretty, I, I think in the next few weeks, uh, you know, going into the fight, you know, there was arguments. And, and, and again, I think in this era, we talk a lot about it because I think the financial side of things is more in the air now than it was maybe in the 80s and even in the 90s, where we really didn't hear about this. But not, I think, like, during the Floyd era, we've heard about, like, pay-per-view numbers. We've heard about payouts and guarantees and things of that nature. And then we'll pack you up, too. But based on what we read, man, Miguel Cotto looks like he's going to make a killing in this fight. Right. Based the, the, on, you know, based on right. like, when we start talking about A-side and B-sides and stuff like that, and there's arguments that Canelo brings more to the table, well, man, like, based on the deal that is being reported, man, Cotto's looking at potentially, and this is if this fight does, a, a, is a big success, and I want to say it's going to be, it's not going to be, obviously, like, I don't think it's going to do 2 million buys or anything like that, but, I mean, when you start twiddling around like the million 1.2s, it could hit that, you know, quite easily. And they're saying Kudo could be in the realm of like $30 million, man, which is pretty crazy considering he took the Martinez fight first and he would have made less money. Now he's in the same fight that he, he was being offered from before, but making potentially more than double this time isn't, around. Isn't, isn't it crazy how you know, just to go back in the time machine a little bit, and when Cotto fought Margarito, you know, I mean, we prior to the hand wrapping situation, the Darcy have an information about the hand wrapping situation, and Cotto losing that fight, and you know, you look at it like, wow, is this the end? You know, uh, this is a bad loss. You know, how can he bounce back? And, you know, since then, you know, we all know what happened with Margarito and how his career turned out, and you know. Then Cotto have another bump in the road with Pacquiao, and then you ask the question again, like, uh, you know, uh, is this the end? You know, did the Margarito situation, you know, put a nail in the coffin? And he kind of has like this, like this research, this comeback, and then the fight with Mayweather, which nobody kind of brings up and talk about. Even though he lost that particular fight, I think it gave him. That fight was like a, a, a win and a loss type of thing because really, if you think about it, he kind of gave Floyd, although it was probably scored like a 9-3 fight, it felt a little bit more competitive than that at times. You know, right. he gave Floyd, right. you know, a, a run for his money in, in spots. You know, I won't say the whole, you know, like it was some controversial decision. And Floyd definitely decided no. to beat Cotto, <laughs> but – you know, the eye tests don't lie, and I will tell you that he gave Floyd some troubles and spots in that fight. 
and you know, it's weird because after that, he then lose to uh, when well, he lost Austin Trout right after that, right? Was that the fight right after that? Yeah, the he, fought, he fought him. He fought him in November. That's yeah, he he loses. I'm just, just just showing you the ups and downs of how boxing can go. And then after that, you know, he want, he goes on another tier. You know, he get a, he racks up a few victories. You know, promotional things is going on. And then he gets the Martinez fight. You know, read if he got him at a good time, whatever you however you want to assess it. Long story short, it's just amazing how timing plays a part in it. Um, being fundamentally sound play a part in it. And, you know, one of the reasons why Cotto's still here and he, he can he's going to be here because he's technically sound. He's a he's a good fundamentalist. You know, uh, he's a very underrated boxer. He boxes really well. Uh, some people, uh, you know, uh, they think uh, everything's about speed, but they, you know, they totally disregard timing. And he has yep. great timing with his punches. And now he's in his position all because Canalo uh, uh, is climbing the success charts, you know, he's the popularity charts, I should say. And, you know, Cotto uh, moved up to middleweight. Alvarez can't make junior middleweight anymore. So it's like the perfect storm is what I'm saying for Cotto. Everything just kind of fell his way after all he's been through, you know. And right. Yeah, I'm just kind of I'm kind of happy for him because I know he you know he's been through a lot and you know um, he was able to weather a few storms and he's and he's still here and um, I don't know where I'm at I don't know where you're at with the fight I'm back and forth it's weird earlier today I had this scenario I had this scenario in my head where I could see Cotto just catching the uh, Alvarez coming in and just timing him and Alvarez I know you sent me a text a couple of days that I didn't get a chance to respond to it about how Alvarez has conditioning issues. And he does, you know, he has stamina issues. He's a, he's a, he's not a, a, a two half fighter, you know, um, you know, he has, does have stamina issues. So you have that factor. The one thing that he does have though, that I do worry about with Cotto, the one style that can give Cotto trouble is the pressure style. You know, when he goes into like that survivor mode and he throws his hand up like a shark fin uh, to block off punches, you know, if that Cotto shows up and that Alvarez show up, then I could potentially see a victory for Alvarez, and it, it might can get bad. But Alvarez is so one-dimensional, though. Like, he he walks you down. He doesn't set any punches up. And I could just see Cotto just timing him and catching him, you know, because I think Cotto, you know, he, he can box going backwards, you know, like some of these other guys right. that Alvarez chase around. But I don't know where you at with it early on. Um, how do you see? I mean, I don't. I, I mean, obviously, it's way too early. <laughs> right. For it's us so hard. So yeah, but but um, I, I had sent you that text, but you know, I've been going back and forth um with this fight. I think the the thing I I, I think that it's going to appeal to even the general public, man. I think for the first time in a really long time, there's people who who are going to pick who they like, but. This is really a pick and fight, man. And I think at the level that it's at makes it that much more exciting. On top of the styles, right? I think are going to mesh beautifully with both of these guys, man. I mean, I think this is going to be an action-packed fight. I think both guys are going to catch and feel each other's power. And, yeah, man, I mean, it's – I'm like – I'm with you as far as – I, I mean, I've always been a Kodo supporter – and and I like Canelo too, but again, like I agree, man. Like this, the thing about Canelo that that I think it showed in the Mayweather fight, 
is he can't punch on the move. You know, right, and right, I, right, I, watched, right. I watched the Trout fight, I watched the Lara fight, I even watched the Kirkland fight. And he has this thing where, and he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't do it, but it's going to be interesting to see him do it against Cotto, where it's, he doesn't cut off the ring very well, but like, he fights in spurts, and he just fires off these shots, and he kind of gauges where, how people react to it, and, and you could kind of tell, like with Lara, he just, it's tough to say like he ran, but he try, he evaded a lot in the fight. And though he you know he was landing his his, his shots, the the thing with Canelo though, man, is he he fights you best when you're on the ropes. Right. And if he has you right. there, you're in trouble. The thing about him is when you get him to the middle of the ring, he's not the kind of guy that again, man, like it, it's really all dependent like to how Canelo prepares for this fight as far as. There's things he can do to Cotto that if he just watches certain fights, I think he can take advantage of, of Cotto. But, I, again, man, I just see how he tries to walk these guys down, and he does it wrong. You know, right, and, right, and, right, and right. I think with the Lara fight, he could have made that fight a lot easier than he did, than, than, than it was. And right. and I think, um, you, know, so, you know, some of the panel here, like, think he, he, uh, he lost that fight. But again, the the other thing too is the stamina issue, man. Is Canelo to me like he he waits. He does fight in spurts, and even in the in the the Kirkland fight, man, he started like he was breathing heavy in the second round. Now, mind you, he was bringing his <laughs> right, he was right, bringing right, his right, right, and everything, and right. I give him that. But yo, know, he was just like gasping. I'm like, wow. And and I don't know if you read. I I don't know. I sent you this text too. Well, and again. Mind you, this is Freddie Roach, so you got to take what he says. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Fred, you know Freddie. So, yeah. disclaimer. Uh, right, no doubt. He said on a, on a Periscope interview uh, when they announced the fight, they were asking him about, you know, his preparation for for Canelo. And, like, his idea is, like, they're going to break him down. And they, he, Freddie says, like, he's got stamina issues and, you know, he fights one way. And he was saying, he's like, look, I know the guy that he's lazy. And he's saying he he he... You know, Freddie has wild cards. I did, you know, I did see him. that. I did see that that you sent yeah, me about and, him being lazy. Yeah, and he was saying like how he, you know, he has the wild card West, which is you know his other gym, and Canelo trained out of there. For, I forgot for what fight, but he was saying that he knew, you know, he basically gets the log of like when the train when the fighters come in, and he was saying that like how he missed like some training camps and stuff, and you know, you start to think. I don't know if you noticed this. And I don't know if we can gauge in much from the three opponent, the three guys that Cotto's fought, but Cotto, he looked a little more energized than he usually would in pre, like how he was before. And right, he does, to, he does. It's a resurging, right? Yeah, like prior to the Martinez fight, he was saying something like, "They're like, what do you, how do you have him so like strong like that?" He's like, "I just let him eat." He's like, "I go first off. He he's not ballooning up when he when he." leaves camp or when he leaves the fight, he comes back in in pretty good shape to the point where when there's two weeks left out, he's already right. at weight. Now, you think about this fight, Canelo's a big boy, man. You know? No, he's he not, yeah. He's not tall. Right, like right. He's, a, he's, he's like 5'8 and a half. Right. Like he's very, he's, he's thick, you know? But, but he, he is a guy, again, like where he's having trouble making 154. 
You know, and he hasn't fought. He hasn't made 154 since before the Floyd fight because he had to make like 152 or something like that. You know, that fight was at a category. And he was like sucking weight to make 154 to fight Angulo and, you know, ended up being like he just came in and fought at 155. But he hasn't made that weight since. So yeah. it's going to be interesting when it comes to a point where, you know, they're going down the line and this Canelo's like, you know, making weight <laughs> the entire time. Where at some point with Cotto, I think Cotto's going to come in late in this fight. I think he's going to come in like 155. Me too. Me too. You know, me too. Me and, too. Uh, I think for Canelo's sake, man. I, because I, I, Alvarez I mean, is still not a true blue middleweight either, you know, even though he's stout. I don't think he's coming he's, in as big either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, well, right. Exactly. Like, it's, a was, fluff, like, it's a fluff middleweight. He's a fluff middleweight. Yeah. Like, when you look at, you know, when people talk about Golovkin and Cotto, like, I tell people, man, like, I, like, I understand, like, why people criticize Cotto because he's got the green strap. <laughs> he's the number one contender. Like, I, we all get that. But I think all of us would agree that when matched up, it would be probably a bad night for Cotto. Like, right. Golovkin's just a lot bigger than him. No, then yeah. you look at and Canelo, yeah, it's, it, it, Canelo, too, compared to Golovkin, I mean, he's a little bigger, but he's the smaller guy in that fight, too. So, yeah, like, he, they're like, it's weird. He's like a quasi-junior middleweight, middleweight. And Cotto's kind of the same thing. He's more of a junior middleweight, obviously, but... He, he, he teeters around there, but at least in this fight, I don't think it's going to play that much of a role. I mean, I, mean, I think Canelo's going to be the bigger guy, but I, I really think the X factor in this fight, man, is the corners. It's okay, the game yeah. But, yeah, yeah I mean, no, I'm, I'm excited, though, man. <laughs> well, I mean, at least um, I was a little worried, wondering, uh, worried about how this year would end because um, I felt like we needed another super fight, you know, uh, uh, because of what happened in May, you know, the the, the anti-climax that took place. You know, yeah. no, not to Floyd. You know, Manny didn't bring what he was supposed to bring. So um, I think this fight, you're going to get that. And um, uh, I just can't wait for it to take place. I think it's going to be a really good fight. Um, Cotto, most of his fights are exciting. Um, Alvarez, uh, he, I think he's just been matched up against guys that just don't match up well with him, you know. And he's been fighting slick guys, and far as far as his big fights goes, and I think this is the first time in the big fight he's matching up with a guy that kind of matches up well with him. So well, we got a lot of time to get into that. Um, this is kind of a brief show tonight. We just wanted to kind of touch upon what took place last Friday. It was really no fights on. Uh, there's no fights this coming up weekend, right? There's no fights this weekend. Right? Yeah, there's really no. Yeah, there's really nothing yeah. coming up uh, this weekend. The not following until, weekend. Not until the following weekend we have the big. We fight. have the the big fight. Yeah, right. after Mars. So we'll we'll be able to you kind of break that down next Monday. So yeah. we're going to wrap up for tonight. Um, you can check us out on Instagram at Garja Grow Boxing. Uh, you can check Roberto Flack out as well. He has his own Instagram page at Roberto underscore Flack. Um, he also has videos up on YouTube. At, what is it? At Roberto underscore Flack on there too, Roberto? No, it's Roberto Flack TV. Roberto Flack TV. He's up on there. Um, check the Facebooks out. His Roberto Flack, Roger Go Boxing Facebook, all that stuff. You know, we got videos and stuff up, so make sure you guys check that out. And we'll be back next Monday, um, same time, same place. Uh, once football starts back up, uh, we'll move back. We'll oh, move yeah. Over. We'll move over. We'll back to the Tuesdays. I know some people are like, are y'all going to keep this going? Nah, nah. We'll be, we know some of you guys are football heads out there. So we'll switch it back to Tuesday, and you know, after Labor Day and all that stuff. So 
That's our show. Yo, for tonight, I even man. got wifey going crazy over football. <laughs> See, oh, you I mean, luckily, well, wait. Oh, I, luckily, you, she's I a Giants fan, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going yeah. December 14th. We're going to the Dolphins-Giants game down here. So you're going to go. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Do Miami play Philly this year? We play the entire NFC East. You play the East. Play you said the Giants. That's why so I was we like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we play up here. All right, all right. So I'll be right. We got you that day, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a little rivalry, a little side, you know, a little friendly rivalry going on that week. So that's what's up, man. Yeah. All right, my dude. So you know, we'll be at it, man, next week. No doubt, right, everybody. Peace. Peace.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.